Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Love Pool podcast. I'm Dick, and today I am joined by Deej. Deej, how are you doing? Not doing too bad, mate, yourself? Not doing too bad. And we are going to be talking the Atletico Madrid review. Deej, firstly, I just want to say I thought it was a thing that gave me, you know, absolute blood pressure spikes the, the entire way throughout. I don't know about yourself, but um, yeah, what are your. What... I was just chewing and chewing and chewing the whole way through that game. <laughs> What were your initial sort of thoughts after the game sort of finished? What were your thoughts on the game itself? Uh, I think it's an absolutely brilliant result for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I initially thought we were going to draw. Uh, I mean, the, this, the big thing that got broken uh, last night is the fact that we hadn't won away in Spain against Spanish opposition 12 years since 2009 when we last beat Real Madrid out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Atletico have been a bit of a thorn in our side. So I thought it was going to be a hard game. Uh, yeah. But once that game was over... We're sitting nine out of nine points, top of the group, five points ahead of everybody else. We win one more game. We've essentially got two two game weeks off in the Champions League, mm-hmm. but I don't think we'll I don't think we'll take it easy in those. I think I have a feeling Klopp's going to go for eighteen out of eighteen. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I mean, I I agree with you. When when this I mean, we spoke about this when this group was initially drawn. You know, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, what like a horrendous group that is for Liverpool." You know. Yeah. Our struggles against Atletico Madrid have been well versed. I think very well documented. We know what type of football they play. They don't suit us the way that we play. They don't allow us to play. But I thought last night was, for the most part, was 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 pretty good from Liverpool. I mean, there was a few a couple of of bad instances when when Atletico scored. But overall, I thought the first twenty minutes Liverpool were, were excellent. You know, going yeah. forward, I thought they were wonderful. And and most Salah again, you know. Only becoming Liverpool's record Champions League goal scorer, but breaking another record again. Yeah, another, man, yeah. another record, you know, with nine consecutive games with a goal. It's just, these we speak about Mohsala all the time, but what more can we say about him after last night? Well, I think the the big question that comes up around Mohsala nowadays, it's no longer is he the best player in the world, because right now on form he is. Mm-hmm. The, the big question now is, does he walk into a Liverpool all-time eleven? 
for me, yeah, I think he's. I had a, he's, I had a Fowler, Ian St. John, Dalgleish, Rush. I mean, when they put the, num- the numbers there, I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Because of the things, but I think the things that separate a lot of those players from most salaries is the things that you know, John Barnes won everything, Dalgleish won everything. You know, it, that that that's the little like for an all-time Liverpool eleven. That's like your minute details now. It's. If we win the league again, if we win the Champions League again, then I think it's like an absolute brainer for me that he's in there because yeah. it's just crazy, like the numbers and the records that like he's breaking. I, I always see it like often and stuff, and it's you know someone will score a couple of goals and it'll go only Mo Salah has scored one only, and it's always only Mo Salah, and it's like this is a joke. Like, <laughs> how are you still? How are you consistently like doing these numbers that? You know, everyone thought sort of that only Messi and Ronaldo could sort of pull out. And uh, would you? What about you? Do you think Mo Salah in an all-time Liverpool eleven? Where do you think he sort of ranks in that? Uh, I I think he's there. I think if he if he's mm. not there, he's he's like on the border borderline. So he's either there. He's in the, or not he's in the, the squad. squad he's in. in the squad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> in the squad, yeah. If he's not in the starting <laughs> eleven, he's on the bench. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, I, I I struggle to think like. It depends on the formation we're playing because traditionally, hmm. when you see all time 11s, they're 4 4 2. 4 4 2, isn't it? Yeah. And the two I would pick are Dalgleish and Rush at the moment. Mm. Uh, maybe Dalgleish and Fowler and play Rush in a 10. We'll just oh, Dalgleish in the 10. Rush up front with Fowler. I mean, they played together for a few years anyway, didn't they? So I guess th- there's got... a front three that Salah's trying to break into then Rush, Dalgleish, and I mean, Fowler. I mean, does Salah knock any of those out? Ah, it's hard for me to say. Ask me again at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That we'll come back to this at the end of the season and we'll talk about it again because you know, like I said earlier, if we win more trophies, then I think he's definitely in, in that contention. All time Liverpool eleven. He's definitely in the squad, there's no doubt about that. But you know, Naby Keita again scoring a, a, a Naby only scored doesn't he? I mean, we said that in the group chat yesterday when he scored, but how, what what did you think of Naby's performance? Because I thought it was very up and down throughout and obviously Jurgen Klopp agreed with that by hooking him at half time what, what did you make of Naby's performance so he's been with Liverpool for four years now uh, granted mm-hmm. he hasn't had a, a single full season with us yet but you look back over the performances that he has put in it's becoming more and more clear that at least in the Premier League he can only play at one end of the pitch he can't yeah. defend yeah. Uh, as, as much as he tries and as good as he was at it when he was playing for Leipzig in the Bundesliga that just hasn't translated to the Premier League or, or the Champions League, as last night proved. Uh, yeah, He was all over the place defensively. Uh, I don't yeah. know how so many people got past him so easily. And it's yeah. not like he's weak. He's he's a strong lad. He's he's, he's small, but he's strong. Um, he, should, he should be punishing people there. Maybe not to the same sort of level as Fabinho, but with his strength, at least, he, he should be able to stop people in their tracks. I mean, that uh, first that first goal we conceded, I think it's inexcusable. He just he literally has not not been there, mate. He allowed allowed to just run past him and get a crossing, and it's like at least stand him up, you know, allow him to stand stand him up and allow someone else to come and help you out. But he just allowed, you know, he showed him on his on his obviously his stronger side, the Atletico player, and allowed him in to to pull the cross back. Thomas Lamar was running down the byline after the corner. Yeah, and he and he whips yeah. it for their for their goal. I thought it was just I watched back and I was just thinking, you know, fucking hell, what are you even doing? Like you didn't even try. Yeah, though, it was almost <laughs> a carbon copy of our first goal. Like, yeah, Koke uh, drives it in, and then Griezmann gets a foot on it, and Griezmann was credited with that goal. I feel yeah. bad for 
Milner. He didn't get credited with his. So yeah, I, like I know. Yeah. Did you see um, his tweet after the game as well? He I said, didn't know. Like, what did he say? He said, "Oh, you know, great. You know, the standard great performance." Blah blah blah. And he was like, "Oh, don't worry, Mo. I'm not going to take this one away from you." Uh, <laughs> it's, it's classic Millie. I'm, li- I'm classic. literally just looking at it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was good. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Naby Kate, like you say, four years he's been at Liverpool now, and I think we we really do want it to work out for him. We want every Liverpool player to, to be successful and have a, a good career at the club. But I can't. I don't know what his position is if that makes sense like what i don't know where he plays is he's is he 10 is he an eight he you know he's not good enough defensively to to do anything six wise you know he he can't be that defensive responsibility that's that's it you know and in eight you've you've got to you've got to have that option to to trap back and it's just you know there's been times where he has been decent in defence but like last night he offered like you said he offered absolutely nothing and we spoke about it in the group and said you know it's crying out for Fabinho and obviously he came on at half time and it changed the game because he, Fabinho, does, Fabinho does best and just <laughs> stops people playing football and it's it's mm. such an underrated position and Fabinho I think is such an underrated player still I think a lot well, of I mean, people look, don't, look at the, don't appreciate what Fabinho does for Liverpool yeah, look look at the options we've got in each role, and tell me, does Naby Keita come top of any of those? So, mm. in the in the six, we've obviously got Fabinho, Henderson can play there, Milner can play there. Yeah, does Keita play that role above any of those three? Absolutely nope. not. Yeah. In the eight, we've got um, Hendo, Millie, uh, Thiago, Jones, uh, Elliot, uh, Ox. Does Keita get in ahead of any of those? Again, I'd arguably say no. He's probably, probably at the only of list. <laughs> yeah. After last night, I'd say Ox is probably ahead yeah, of Ox is, with Keita Ox now as well. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. And then you think of the 10, we've obviously got Elliot and Jones again. Uh, Thiago can play there, but be a bit less mobile. Ox can play there. Takumi Minamino can play there. Jota, Firmino. Firmino. Yeah. Uh, like, again, Keita doesn't get in ahead of any of those, so... Uh, after last night, I think Kater's role is going to be what Ox's role has been this season so far, which is that attacking uh, impact midfielder off the bench. And I think, See, uh, I think, yeah, he's, he's going to be more of an impact player going forward. I, I, I feel like I feel like Naby in against you know outside of the the top eight or top six can like he can really but like be a good difference maker. We've seen that against you know Palace and teams like that when he came on and against Watford I thought you know he didn't do anything great but he was good and I feel like outside of that top eight it's sort of that's when you sort of play navigator but you know you can't be in a squad football and not be trusted to play against the top eight side like it's just not how it works do you know what I mean that's what I'm trying to get across there but yeah but I mean he cost almost double what Mo Salah cost us so it's it's like we need more of a return So we've I'd had a few good games from him at the beginning of this season. Like, I don't want to take take away from that. He was our on-form midfielder for the first handful of games. But then feel, he's just dropped off. I feel like the, 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 the good thing so far, though, is that we've had, you know, five or six games in a row with Naby Keita fit. So like, there's a positive, you know, the positive in there. He scored a couple of goals. You know, he's been, he's been okay. And he put the most important part is he stayed fit, and now hopefully he can stay fit and start to build some momentum again and start to to push himself onto that team sheet. But it was another man there, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, and I thought when he came on he was excellent. He was, in, I think, I think he was in brilliant. Yeah. I thought he's full of energy. He's like a player who 
for me that, that was trying to say to the manager, you know, look, I can still offer you something here. Give me, give me, give me game time. If Naby's not doing it for you, then give me a shout because you know we know Milner's not going to play. You know, five, six games where he just physically can't. But Ox will now be like looking to the manager and saying, you know, even maybe not the United game, but after that, you know, give me give me a run in the side and I'll you know I'll let you down and I feel like you you'll get that with Ox you know what did you what did you think of Oxley Chamberlain's cameo performance I mean I I'm one of Ox's biggest fans I think I I've, mm. I've always held the opinion that at Liverpool he's been criminally underused and uh I think he I think you're right I think he is making that stake like come on boss play me because yeah. last night he was great he was chasing everything his press was relentless uh, he did some nice little wriggles and got a shot away. Granted, it was easy for Oblak to save that, but uh, that's that's other than Cater's goal. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember Cater sort of creating anything that way. Uh, it was a nice little one-two with Salah, um, and then he whizzed past one defender and hit it through the legs of another. Uh, really good move. Uh, just a shame that Oblak was right where he hit it at. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think the, the performance last night, or, or the performances we're going to be seeing from Ox going forward, are going to be sort of like two sides of a coin. So I think half yeah. of it is going to be, come on, boss, look, I'm playing well. Make sure you pick me, give me a bit more of a run in the team. But I think on the other side of that, it's just going to be like, hey, Saudi Arabia, you got your eyes on me. Newcastle yeah. needs some good midfielders, don't they? Because I think, is, I think Newcastle came that. in for Ox with, uh, I think I think it would have to be an oh, well over market value bid, but I think, mm. I think he would go. Yeah, I think there is a, you know, there's, Anyone that Newcastle try and sign is going to be well over market value, isn't it? Everyone knows the amount of money they've got, so it's going to be crazy offense. But yeah, there is there is you know the the option now for the sort of fringe players to be looked at by a Newcastle, so you know, put themselves in the shop window. Why not? Another one I wanted to ask you about the red card to Anton Griezmann. There was a lot of undecidedness on on Twitter of of, of whether it was a red or whether it wasn't. I I'm in the camp of you know. He had his eye on the ball, but you know you can't have your foot that and make contact with your opponent and not be punished for it. So for me, it was a red card. But I don't think you were in a different camp. What did you think about the red? Uh, when I initially saw it at real mm. time, I, I was thinking that's just got to be a yellow. It's, it's definitely a foul. It's got to be a yellow. And then when I saw the replay and saw that it literally was the entire boot on the side, yeah, of Bobby, that's so reminiscent of the. Uh, Mane on Edison when Edison rushed out. They were both going for yeah. the ball. Mane jumped to volley it and Edison ran into his foot, basically. But um, back then, you had Liverpool fans saying, like, that's never a red card. And everybody else saying, yeah, of course it is. And now yeah. it's the other way around. Like, exactly around. the same yeah. thing has happened. And, and I mean, initially I was like, that can't be a red card. But then, mm. I mean, yes, it is. Uh, you've kicked someone in the head, regardless <laughs> of whether you're meant to do it or not. That's a red yeah. card. It's violent play. Um, it's a high boot. Um, and with all the emphasis that's been put on head injuries in the game nowadays, exactly. like you get concussion substitute, and there's all this these rules around how much heading you can do in training. Uh, there's no doubt that that should have been a red card. Mm. And the the reason that I think a lot of fans are saying like, oh, that was never a red card, is because it was against Liverpool. Yeah, uh, Liverpool's everyone's favourite club to hate, isn't it? I mean, yeah. the, I can't think of another fan base that you can point at and go, yeah, most most fans of that club like our club as well. I think we're we're us along with potentially Man United and I'd, I'd argue Chelsea as well are clubs that people love to hate. Mm. Success. That's what it is, mate. It's success. People hate 
hate success and they hate sides doing well. And, uh, but we've we've been hated for the last thirty years based yeah, off our that. I mean, you know, success is making it worse. Yeah, I was going to say to be fair, we're sort of used to being hated, but doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me in the slightest. Keep playing like that and keep getting these wins, then it really doesn't <laughs> bother me in the slightest. Oh, yeah. But I thought I thought it was a red card all day. You can't do that at the end of the day. You've he's above, you know an opposing player when he stood upright you know you can't get away with that and, and to make the contact as well and, and the referee you know he, he was he was bang on the money he was straight out with the red he, you know he knew it was a red and I mean it, it's one of those isn't it where it, well, you know like you mentioned if it happens to your to your club you're fuming but when it happens against you you know you, you can't really argue it but I think I think, the, the, I think it was a straight red though was I wasn't sure there was contact made until I saw the replay and actually saw yeah. like the studs on the side of Bobby's face. I thought yeah. Bobby had like tried to duck under it and gone down to make sure the ref knew. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think, contact, definitely a red. I think the the big thing as well is that, you know, he'll miss that that return fixture to Anfield. So that's that is yeah. key as well when you know he scored two last night. So I think it'll be a Suarez will start that, instead though. Yeah, I mean, with Suarez, it's not that that much difference in quality. Say, yeah. Atletico have uh, one side to where you know they've got quality all throughout the squad. You know, hopefully, hopefully it'll make a difference. We'll we'll, we'll find out. But Alison Becker is another one I want to talk about. I thought he was absolutely fantastic last night. I feel like you know after Mo's goal and, and Naby's goal and stuff like that, sort of a lot of a lot of like Alison's sort of. Performance, the shine was taken off it by by the goals and the delete win and stuff. What what did you make of Allison's performance? How impressed were you with with Allison? Allison had an absolute worldie. Without him, we'd have lost that game Absolutely. comfortably as well. Like we'd have still got our three goals, but Atletico would have got five or six. Uh, yeah, he came in one on one. Allison committed himself, came out, didn't go down too early, waited for Griezmann to strike it, and then dropped. And then the ball just hit him square in the center of the chest, uh, and that was the move over. Uh, and I think that's that's the big moment that sticks out for Ali in, in my mind was how, mm-hmm. how decisive and how uh, composed he was dealing with a, a player of the quality of Antoine Griezmann being one-on-one. I mean, most people would have put put the house on Griezmann to score that. Uh, yeah. As soon as, it, as soon as I saw him going through, I was just like, yeah. right, that's I, I, I completely game, panicked, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I think Alisson's like... He's... His skill in a one-on-one is something that's that's like massively underrated. There's not many goalkeepers that I think of that in a one-on-one situation. I'd rather have than Alison Becker. He is really, really good at, like you say, that coming out at the, at the right time and going down at that. That's that crucial moment. The striker thinks that you know he can either go to the right and Alison, then his body's just there and it just stops it. And he is, he is, you know, rightly one of the best goalkeepers in the world. And I think he showed again last night why he was. Nothing he could do about the goals. You know, they were two really good goals. He's nothing he could do about them. But, you know, the things he, he could make an impact with, he did. And he kept Liverpool in the game to allow us to go up the other end and, and get that win. The penalties, these were almost, you know, well, the Atletico penalty that, that turned out to not be was almost a carbon copy. Did you think the Atletico one was a penalty or did you think the ref got it completely? Well, the VAR got it spot on. I think VAR got it spot on. But uh, again, as it happened live, I was just like, as if. As if we've just got that and we've done exactly the yeah. same thing. But then that was my the replays well. of both of them, though. Uh, who was it? It was Which Atletico defender was it that Mullard Jota? Was it uh, Hermann? Was it? Yeah, I think so. But you, you see in the replay, he... 
he's only got eyes on Jota. He's not going oh, for the ball. And his, <laughs> his leg completely cuts across Jota. And then when you see the replay of, of the one at the other end, Jota is running side by side with this guy. There's absolutely no contact with the legs. There's only contact mm. on the shoulders. And this guy goes down as if he's been swept. So yeah, AR got that right. He was, uh, what was his name? I can't remember the guy who it was. Jota fouled either. Or, or, I can't remember his who, name. Who tried no. to win that penalty. But my mind. Uh, he, he was looking for it. He went down. Oh, he was yeah. looking for it. I mean, we all know Atletico are a shithouse team. They're going to they're gonna do stuff like that. Uh, while trying to take chunks out of your legs as well, um, <laughs> and I, I think I think he was looking for it, um, and Al, I, I think Allison knew because straight away he ran up to the ref and was just like, "I had a better view than you. There was no contact. That's never a penalty." Um, yeah. And then obviously VAR came in. They called him over to the monitor. He watched it back, and he spent quite a long time at the he monitor. Did he did spend a long time, yeah. And you could see what he was watching as well. He was he was watching it over and over again at different speeds from different angles. And uh, I think in, in the end, the ref made the right decision. And yeah. it was uh, I was watching BT Sports coverage, and they they went to a referee uh, for for the Firmino uh, kick in the head by Griezmann, and for this penalty as well, and for Jota's penalty. And uh, every time uh, the ref agreed, yep, refs made the right call here. This is this is the way the game should have gone. Uh, and now, granted, referees are really only opinions too; they're interpretations of the rules. But the yeah. fact that you've got an ex-pro referee just saying, yep, this ref's had a blind day. He's played an absolutely cracking game. He's got all those three big decisions right. Uh, I think that that makes it a lot more likely that it's right than all these uh, fans of of Atletico yeah. and of r- Liverpool's rival teams uh, calling us lucky, call, uh, saying that we got decisions we maybe shouldn't have got. Uh, mm-hmm. The decisions were correct to the letter of the law. So, uh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's no... There's no qualms with with it, the referee and performance at all. I think I think maybe Milner's I yellow thought, card yeah, was deserved. Yeah. I don't think he I deserved the, a yellow card, but I thought the the big decisions he, he got completely spot on. Like you say, the red card was a red. Our was was a stone wall penalty. You know, there was, like you say, he had eyes on Jota and just wanted to. I don't know what he was thinking. To be honest, I thought it was, I, I watching it back. You know, the Atletico just. He's looking at Jota. The ball's already, almost already gone as well, and he just absolutely leathers Diego Jota. And it was just, I thought it was a, 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 a shocking defending. And the ref got that spot on. And then their penalty, I thought he got that spot. Well, VAR and him disallowing it got it spot on because you often see with a ref when they give something, they'll go and watch it back. But they, all the time, they'll stick to their original decision because they don't want to look. An idiot, and at the end of the day, I don't think it is like that. VAR's there to help you, not make you look stupid. You know, at the end of the day, referees are only human. You know, we all we all need some help. So I think it, I think it was good that he he overturned it because I didn't think it was a penalty. Yeah. Speaking of shit houses, what did you make of Leone's um, refusal to shake Klopp's hand? And I just thought of his conduct throughout the game because I thought, it, you know, it was classic Simeone, but you know. Was there any need to just run down the tunnel and not shake the opposition manager's hand after full time? I don't think you can read too much into it. I think uh, especially, I mean, Atletico are one of those teams that we've started to develop a little bit of a rivalry with. We've encountered Mm. them a few times throughout Europe. Uh, It's a game that's uh, between one of the most passionate teams in Spain versus one of the most passionate teams in uh, England, not only player and staff wise, but fan base wise as well. Mm. Um, Emotions running high, uh, the frustration he must have been feeling after his uh, penalty being given away and then almost immediately having one overturn themselves. Uh, there's uh, a couple of times Suarez went down 
um, towards the end of the game and was was he, he got yellow, yellow carded for going up to the ref and basically telling him to keep his eyes open. And then they showed a replay of when Suarez went down and it definitely wasn't a foul. But, it's um, classic Suarez though, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I can see how <laughs> with, with how much the Atletico players were hounding the ref for every decision after since the red card. Like, no matter when the ref blew the whistle, you'd get five or six Atletico players around him. Yeah. Uh, I think the frustration extended off the pitch to Simeone as well, especially mm. after they did so well to come back after going 2-0 down so early. Yeah. Uh, walking off without shaking Klopp's hand, though, uh, again, it's I have no have no doubt in my mind that Simeone respects the hell out of Klopp. I don't think in in for a second that Simeone's thinking, that guy's a knobhead, I'm not going to shake his hand, I hate this guy. <laughs> Uh, he's he's just over is. on me and not one. <laughs> no, I think Simeone's a, a proper pro. I mean, yeah, he's he's yeah. shit house, but he's passionate. He's played as well, he but he's he's a pro. He he he's not. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's not just gonna bob people off because he's his team have lost. Yeah, uh, I think it was the manner of the loss last night because Atletico played well. I I I actually think we played badly last night. Uh, yes, yeah. we scored three goals, but it wasn't Liverpool at their peak. At all? No, I'd, I'd I'd agree with you there. I thought I thought there was there was a lot of errors all over the pitch, but I feel like after the last time we played Atletico, when you know we played so well, and to get out of, in in that in that way was was sad. So I think to to come back to their ground and play play pretty actually, and and I do one over them. I felt like it was it was a thing. I felt it was really good, and I thought you know a bit of luck that we deserved in. Against an Atletico Madrid side, we have actually struggled against in the past. And a side yeah, that is a very you know, significant result, very significant absolutely. result, because not only have we broken that record of of not having won in Spain for twelve years, uh, they have a ridiculous the, record as well. Yeah, it's the it's second like the fourth, second the loss fourth, or something. Uh, fourth home game in like two years or something that they've lost, I think. Yeah, but then there's it's the, the first time they've the... conceded three goals in the Champions League under Simeone as well. At oh, wow. Home. So that I think was it's, a, it's eight or nine away games that we've scored three or more in in a row now as well. I think that I think that's creeping up to eight or nine. Yeah, eight or it's, nine. It's either eight or nine after last night. It's crazy. That, that again, that's a crazy start in itself. You know, you said to me we'll go to to Atletico Madrid and, and score three goals, and I think you know, I've probably looked at you a bit strangely, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. All for it. Hopefully, we can continue that. Going into the weekend, obviously we've got the the game against Manchester United coming up. Bring it on on Let's Sunday at Old United. It's a half four kickoff. I think hopefully we'll be able to do a live um, show immediately after the game. So for all you listening, if you want to check that out, we'll, we'll be on YouTube and also on our Twitter and and stuff like that. So if you want to listen to post match thoughts, then you know head over to Twitter and, and check us out because after the game we'll be going live. And also, we will be doing a pod after that as well to do uh, to to summarise you in great detail. Deej, thank you very much for joining me, mate. It's always a pleasure. We're going to do some ratings or not? Oh, well, there's only two of us, so I guess we'll leave it this this one for the rate. Um, like to, to compare the ratings with the other people, but seeing as there's two of us, we'll we'll give it a leave. Who was your man of the match? Actually, we'll go man of the match. Allison. Who was your match? Allison. Allison yeah. was mine. And, Second to him would have been Fabinho, just for the the way he came on and really controlled the game for us. But yeah, yeah Allison was... would be Trent. I thought Trent was outstanding, very good. defensively yeah, outstanding. Absolutely. I mean, uh, going forward, we was, was just what we expect from Trent. Uh, but not the world on fire going forward. But on uh, defensively, he made a few really important blocks. His positioning was really good, closing off lanes for people. Uh, mm. I'm I'm getting to the point now where uh, 
whenever I hear somebody say Trent can't defend, I just burst out laughing. But yeah, yeah obviously don't watch football. Yes, there's people who defend better than him, but he's got it in his locker. It's such a such a lazy view that Trent can't defend. Really is. I think it's it's very, very lazy, but yeah, if that's all, mate, then I think we'll leave it there. Thank everyone for listening. Thank you, Deej, for joining me. Thank you, everybody, and cheery bye. Cheery bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.